So you bought rental properties so they can create more time and financial freedom, but the problem is you're spending a lot of time managing the properties. How do we automate our properties so that it's creating more time instead of costing it? How do we as landlords protect our investments, our time and our progress so that we can scale our portfolio? That's the question we're going to answer in this podcast. My name is Sam Kwok and this is the Landlording Automated Podcast. So guys, it's okay to say, hey, I have a problem, I have an issue. Uh, I know, and I'm generalizing here, but uh, a lot of us men, right, have a harder time doing that, right, admitting that we're, we're struggling with something. Uh, but that's okay, guys. Um, real and genuine improvement starts there, okay? I, I, I want to I be vulnerable by saying I, I'm also struggling right now. I'm actually uh, in a bit of a dilemma. Uh, you guys know that I've been working on a property management software, and I have a little bit of challenge right now, and that is should I serve the small-time landlord or should I serve enterprise-level property management companies? It's a bit of a dilemma, and here's why. And, and, and it comes with both business message and also marketing message. The business message says, if I serve the small-time landlords uh, that have 10, 20, maybe even five or less properties, uh, for us as a business, we're not going to make a whole lot of money. The, the margins are like 20%, which is really small for a, a software as a service company. But if we serve the larger property management companies, 100, 200,000, even 10,000 units, our margins are going to be anywhere between 60 to 50%, which is phenomenal. If you're at that margin, you're, you're doing pretty well. So I'm in a, I'm in a bit of a dilemma. I, I want to hear your thoughts. Should I go and, and serve just the landlords or should I just serve just the property management companies? And unfortunately, there's not, there's not a way of doing both right away. Whenever someone tells you, hey, you can do both, they're not, they don't know what they're doing. And here's why. When you first launch a company, when you start your business, you got to focus on one specific niche. And this is, this is so true when it comes to doing anything else, like writing a book, uh, launching a podcast, starting a YouTube channel. When you're new at something, you have to sort of pick a niche and be really good at it and start expanding out of that, right? So... I guess this is a little bit of a marketing lesson for you guys, for those that want to start a podcast or maybe you want to write a book or you want to do a brand kind of thing. But when you're just getting started, don't try to serve everybody, right? Don't try to do everything at the same time. You will fail. You will suffer the consequences of having um, diluted focus, right? You got to have extra laser focus when you're just getting started. For me, I'm extra laser focused on you guys, right? Those that have prop, you know, rental properties, landlords. I don't talk about fix and flips. You'll probably see that a lot. If you go to my YouTube channel, maybe I have three or four videos about fix and flips, but generally like 90% of my content is about uh, cash flow, rental property, passive income. That's it. I, like, I'm super hyper-focused by my, my message. Um, I don't try to be the fix and flip guy, the wholesaling guy, the lease option guy, right? There's plenty of wholesaling and lease option guys out there. Uh, but my brother and I, we try to focus on being the landlord, passive income, cash flow, multifamily, right? That's the alley that we're in. Some people are also taking the let's make money approach, right? Uh, the, the people are like, hey, here's a business opportunity. Um, guys like Grant Cardone, right? Um, I, don't, I don't take that approach. Um, I, I, I take a very simplified narrow down niche approach and I, I, I get good at it and then I start expanding out, out from that. So that's my dilemma. I want to be vulnerable and share that I, I am struggling with this decision to whether it serve the landlords, you guys, five to 20 units, 
or I go to enterprise level, 100 units plus type of customers. I want to hear your thoughts about this because um, some of you guys may have better ideas, right? Some of you guys might have a different perspective than I, than I do. Um, so with that being said, go ahead and if you guys have problems or if you guys are struggling, jump on. Let me see if I am missing anybody. So if you, get, if you guys have a challenge, if you guys have any issues, go in, the link is down below. Jump on it. We'd we'll love to you hear your, your thoughts your problems, struggles that you're going through, tomorrow's rent day, right? Some of you guys may be struggling with not being able to collect rent. And also, just as always, uh, I want to make sure that you guys get your free copy of this 275 units in one year book. This is going to show you how my brother and I were able to buy 75 rental units without using our own money or cash, uh, show you all of our strategy, how to find the deals, how to negotiate for owner financing, all kinds of stuff. It's free. Free guys, 075units.com, uh, just pay for shipping, uh, 0 to 75units.com, just like the book cover, 0 to 75units.com. Absolutely free. Go and grab your copy today. And you can always upgrade also and get the audiobook as well. All right. So, with that being said, I guess I can kind of give you guys a little bit of an update as far as the stimulus news goes. And for those that are following our YouTube channel, you guys have been getting our, our daily stimulus update. But this is important because whatever happens as far as the consumer level does affect us as, as landlords and property managers, right? It affects us because if our tenants are struggling, so will our business struggle, right? If our tenants can't pay rent, then our business you know, revenue model also struggle. So what's on the table for those who are not following the stimulus news right now, and you guys are, might, might be wondering, okay, what is happening with the stimulus? Right now, the HEALS Act is on the table. It's not getting much traction at all. In fact, a good number of Republican senators are saying, nope, we're not going to do this. this we're not even going to introduce a, a stimulus bill, period. Not going to spend any more money, right? Which for, for conservatives watching this, that, that's the answer. Another half of the Republicans are saying, hey, we got to pass some stimulus, right? We got to pass some sort of direct payment uh, because there are people struggling. And we got the Democrat senator side saying, we need to absolutely pass the stimulus. And it's not going to be the HEROES Act. It's going to be the HEROES Act. And we better spend $3 trillion right? That's what the Democrat senators are saying. So there's a lot of torn divisiveness right now, and there's a lot of negotiation happening. Um, unfortunately, the gap is really big because what's happening with the HEROES Act and HEALS Act, there's a lot of gap in between, right? Um, HEROES Act is a trillion dollar package. HEROES Act is three, three trillion dollar package. So there's a lot of gap to fill in the between. So what's expected right now, what we can't see is a $1,200 direct payment, and also some, some level of revision to the unemployment check, which two are important when it comes to affecting our tenants' finances and obviously their ability to pay rent uh, if they have been furloughed or if they lost their job or they, if their income has gone down. So crucial, very crucial when it comes to the stimulus package right now. Do I believe that we're going to see a stimulus package passed by August 7th? Probably not. Uh, I'll, I'll be real. I, I don't think we're going to see another stimulus package for this current Senate session. There's just not enough, enough traction. There's not enough friction that's happening that's garnering attention and, and interest from the lawmakers. So we'll have to pay attention. With that being said, surprisingly, President Trump actually announced that he wants an eviction ban, which is kind of odd because, you know, as we know, President Donald Trump is a real estate guy. He's a real estate investor. Um, so surprisingly, he does want an eviction ban on the next stimulus package, which is an interesting turn. It's almost like he's one of us, but in, in a way he's not. So kind of weird and interesting at the same time, something to pay attention to because uh, a nationwide federal level eviction ban will certainly affect our business and have an impact. 
uh, of course, state level uh, eviction moratorium will probably do more impact than anything than, than federal eviction ban. But if your state does not spell out a state level or local level eviction moratorium, then a federal level eviction moratorium will, will kick in and will actually take effect in our area. So something to keep in mind when it comes to the eviction moratorium. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close this a little bit early, um, but tell me what you guys are thoughts are, you know, with my dilemma and my, my struggle with deciding, uh, because depending on the decision, our marketing message is going to change, our presentation is going to also change, which means that I'm going to repurpose my shows. We're going to have a different group for property management companies. So a lot of different things are going to happen if I, depending on the decisions. And I want to, I want to hear your thoughts, right? I want to hear what you have to say, your opinion, because it matters. So with that being said, uh, we're going we're gonna to end this a little short, but I want you guys to have a phenomenal weekend. I hope you guys you know, don't have any issues throughout the weekend because tomorrow is rent day. Anyway, any, any, any possible way I can help you guys, uh, seriously, tag me in the post or tag me in the question. I, I pay attention to this group very closely. I, I probably check this group maybe two, two to three times a day. So if you guys have any questions, tag me in it or screenshot something. I don't know. Tag me in it and, I, and I'd be more than happy to answer and help you guys with whatever dilemma or, or challenge or problem that you guys are going through. So with that being said, I'm going to close the show. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll come back next Monday and resume our conversation uh, with the landlord problem session. All right. Take care, guys. Love you. Appreciate you guys. Hey, everybody. This is Sam Kwok here once again. I hope you enjoyed the episode of the Landlording Automated Podcast. Now, if you can automate all the same old repetitive tasks in your property management, how much time do you think you can save? Well, my team is launching a software called Flowmatics that can do just that. We want you to stop spending your precious time, energy, and stress and simply live your life. And that's what the software can ultimately do. So just head over to automatemyproperties.com and check out how Flowmatics can save you money, time, and energy by automating your properties. Again, that's automatemyproperties.com. Go and check it out and start living your life without the stress and waste of energy.